Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Today, let's bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. Tom, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? Good, good. I thought the team was leaving this morning, but maybe not. Were they already here? Um, I don't Do you have know? The- I don't, I don't have the particulars on that, but uh, maybe Devo was giving clearance to go down early. I mean, it's not it's almost Christmas time. I think school's even out, so not a big deal if he did. He went down solo, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could have put in their last practice and hit the road, and I'll meet you at the team hotel when everybody arrives this afternoon, if that is the case. Uh, how do you think they'll play this week after uh, – uh, a week of practicing with Coach Muss and the OU uh, fiasco. What do you expect to see out of them tomorrow? Uh, I expect to see uh, more lively offense. And, and I'm actually writing a, a big note on the .5 second rule you just mentioned. And uh, I did the research on it because in my lead it's going to be how long is .5. You know, it's the blink of an eye. Well, you can blink your eye in .1 to .4 seconds according to the Internet. So, you have a little bit longer than an eye blink to make a move. But I, I think the, the larger point is don't just stand there looking to who uh, – am I going to pass it? What am I going to do? No, you know, just make quicker decisions. Now, will that lead to some maybe some errant passes? You know, probably. But if the whole, the whole point is to get going faster, then I, I think it, 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 you, you put that – you drop that mentally in someone's head I've got to make quicker decisions, and hopefully uh, in the long run it pays off for them. I mean, they got to play better in Little Rock. I mean, I think they're 13 – if you look at their notes, I think they're 13 and 10 in Simmons Bank, uh, Alpel, you know. Um, and they lost, lost to Hofstra there a couple of years ago. They, they've been some really tight games that you didn't expect to be tight. So uh, – the fact that the fans show up and, and it's, it's a big deal, um, they, their performance needs to reflect that. And uh, I, this is a good, a really good three-point shooting team they're facing in Lipscomb. Um, and you know the, their baseball team came here and won last year or the year before, so it's not going to be an easy out. But they got to defend the threes and move the belt ball better, and I think they'll have a, a great shot. How about the women? You know they had a disappointing. Uh weekend also losing to uapb they need they need to come out tomorrow and play well um yeah there's no question about that and i have to say losing to uapb when you you have beaten florida state um is one of the big bigger head scratchers of of this entire season um it smacks of not taking your opponent um you know seriously enough um and they had a big lead in that game so um that's that's is a very weird result, so you know Mike Neighbors and, and crew are going to want to show better in this one for sure. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, the SEC schedule came out earlier this week. What were your thoughts on the Razorbacks' schedule? And um, Yeah, I wrote about it, and, and it's this. The first thought was they don't have a treacherous stretch like they did this year, which I think in a lot of ways, you think about the overall um, – I don't know, well-being, mental state of a team. And, you know, losing that game to BYU really was the deal because they knew that stretch was coming up and and they ended up losing all four of those games that were away from home. And, yeah, there were some close ones in there. But at the end of it, 
how beaten up were they physically and mentally? I think it, I think that was the biggest impact on the season was that stretch. They don't have anything like that. Yeah, it's a tough schedule, um, and the winning percentage of this year of their opponents on that schedule is really tough. Even though they don't have Alabama or Georgia, they play Texas, which is 12-1, and and then two 10-win teams in Missouri um, and, um, and Ole Miss, and then a nine-win team in LSU. So, I mean, there's no Vanderbilt or South Carolinas on this schedule. They're play, playing a pretty tough Tennessee team as one of their crossovers. So it's a very difficult schedule, but it's so much more manageable because there aren't – there's only one uh, two-game stretch that both games are away from home, and that's the A&M game and the Auburn game, uh, starting with the road game at Auburn and then neutral against A&M. Otherwise, there's no other back-to-back travel week, and that's a huge blessing for this program. I love having the buys before Tennessee and Texas. Or Texas and LSU. I'm sorry, you're right, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. That's, that's huge for them that they can build up for two of their biggest rival games. Um, and, I mean, after you after that two-game stretch I just mentioned, at Auburn versus A&M, after that, they only have one road date until the season finale against Missouri, and that's a game at Mississippi State. So, you know, you talk about – manageable this is a much more manageable deal and i love the fact that they're open dates before those two teams i mean as things go yeah very difficult schedule but man it stacks up so much better for the program well everyone's going to have a difficult schedule now that was one of the things we talked about yesterday just going down looking at other sec schedules and other teams and <laughs> it's 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 brutal it's just going to be tough in the sec yeah it is and here's the thing you remember the outcry when the SEC decided to not go to nine games? Like, oh yeah, they're, you know, they don't want to, you know, do like everyone else where you get a real picture of your champion, all that kind of stuff. And then now there's been a lot of reaction to this. Like, oh, why would the SEC have gone to a nine-game schedule after this? Um, and it's so interesting to see guys like Joey Calloway and Kirk Herbstreit talking about the strength of the SEC schedule, both being Big Ten guys too. But I mean. There's no question. You go through the SEC, it doesn't matter which eight games you pick, um, you're going to have a difficult run of it. And it just doesn't – that doesn't hold for if you're like Wisconsin or somebody in the Big Ten, what would be like the Western part of it, (laughs) with games against Purdue and Indiana. I mean, you know, some some breather-type games. Although, I must say, you look at a couple of team schedules, Missouri, their first six, the toughest they had on their first six is a game against A&M. Um, otherwise, it's Vanderbilt and teams like Boston College and UMass and, you know, the teams that you're supposed to be. So um, they got a pretty easy run. And Ole Miss, they've had a pretty good tradition in recent years of not having really tough first half of their schedule, and, and they do as well. And Auburn's first five games are at home too. So, yeah, they, there's going to be some tough games in there. But, you know, those are more manageable type schedules. Were people upset about the uh, lack of Razorback games in Fayetteville early in the season? Did you have see a big outcry on that? Well, I mean, just just generally. Like, I didn't do a story on, oh, we only have. But everyone knew, and it, it had to be so frustrating. And that's where the A&M game comes into play, that had that one been at home, um, as the home team, how that would have changed, you know, what your schedule looked like. Uh, you don't ever want to ever have to face um, at LSU, 
versus A&M on the you know road away game at at Ole Miss and then at Alabama on consecutive weeks. Um, it was just a basically a murderer's row. And even though every one of those or three of the four games they played within one touchdown, it just had a huge impact on the season. Well, literally nobody asked me, Tom, but I offered up that uh, opening at home in Fayetteville and swapping the UAPB game and the La Tech game um, would have made a lot of sense to me. I'm sure your friends down in Ruston would have preferred that, but it would have made just as much sense to me. And I'm sure, look, if I'm a UAPB football fan, I would love to. I've seen my team play at War Memorial a number of times. I want to see him play in, in, in Razorback Stadium. To me, as an Arkansan, that's a bigger deal. That would have made a lot of sense to me. Well, I get I get your point, and all those things to me are valid. Uh, but I also think they they feel like okay, this will this will have UAPB fans closer to home, and I don't know, man. Season opener, just go ahead and get get the Little Rock game done. So and that's, that, that's the yeah, that's the up. point. I think. Yeah, I think that's exactly. more to the that's, point is <laughs> get it over with. Uh, well, I mean, we were making the same I, argument you know for the what? Arkansas State game, you know, because I think Arkansas State fans would rather play in Fayetteville, honestly, in a lot of ways. And you could probably pack the thing out mm-hmm. in two years. Well, you make really good points, and maybe you could be an advisor and a hundred years check in the gang up here, man, to to talk about fan interest and, and things like that. It makes sense to me, man. I'm going to see him today. I'm going to mention it to him. Then again, I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Are you coming down tonight, Tom, or are you coming in tomorrow? Uh, well, Bob's actually covered this one with some uh, other help. I'm going to take some uh, – well, I'm not going to say Much time deserved off. I'm going to Kansas off. City. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I, Kansas City, here you come. If things happen, if things happen I'll have to deal with – you know, I'll, I'll write them up or whatever, but I'm going to go try to yeah. shop in Kansas City one day. Hey, kicking at the plaza is not a bad spot, man. I appreciate that for sure. Uh, all right. Yep. Well, Tom, I appreciate it. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Uh, in, I don't know if you mentioned the Red White Report, the Trek athlete. Oh, no, when the Bowerman. No, I sure didn't. I don't know anything about anything. I didn't even know that was a thing. But apparently uh, Arkansas has got a really good jumper, and they're really good at track and field, which isn't surprising. Jaden Hibbert, he's going to be 18 for another month or so, won the Bowerman Trophy for the top collegiate track and field athlete for this year, swept the NCAA and SEC titles in triple jump indoors and outdoors, as a freshman and set two collegiate records, won the award that's referred to as the Heisman for the sport. And it was a very emotional moment. I saw the video of him. I didn't get the chance to hear his speech, Tom. But, I mean, look, Arkansas track and field is obviously a very storied program, but that's pretty significant for a young man. What a cool story. Let's talk this up, man. I agree. Um, I was on the phone with Bob earlier today. He covers track for us. And he talks about how Jaden Hibbert is like a star. People recognize him in Jamaica. Jamaicans fawn over their track and field people. Usain Bolt is like Michael Jordan down there, um, Bob tells me. And mm-hmm. that this kid is so well-spoken. They had a Zoom earlier in the week, and there were a bunch of Jamaican journalists on there. I mean, they're asking him about the Paris Olympics and all this stuff. I mean, it was like it would be like if you, we were on a deal with KJ or something. A lot of questions about everything. And so um, so he's, he's well-regarded in his own country. This is a big, big deal. And and um, Arkansas track and field is, is basically a mecca, obviously, in this country with track. There's no question about that. Uh, I'm going to try to find this clip from the late, great Mike Leach mm. talking about Jamaican track and field athletes. It's one of my favorites. He was talking to Andrew Siciliano a few years ago and talking about it, and uh, it was pretty hilarious to me. So, anyway, he's uh, one of his many classic lines. But, Tom, enjoy your weekend in KC, and uh, 
Listen, don't spend more than a couple hundred bucks on me, okay? Seriously. Sounds good, man. Everybody have a great weekend, and maybe the Razor Facts will, will, will show up, both the men and the women, in, in these hoops games for you guys. See y'all. No doubt. I'm off next Friday, too, Tom, so I just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, and you can hang up on me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Tom's like, heck with you. I don't care about you. Nah. Tom, I just want you to know how much I value our friendship, and uh, I'm hoping you have a great Christmas, you and your family, and click. Son of a... <laughs>